1: Big day at Stormont because it's the third anniversary of the uh, demise of the executive. And um, a survey has been done here, as uh, Lucid Talk tend to, uh, do important surveys at important times. And they may or may not begin to sort something out over the next 24 or 48 hours. But going by the latest poll, it would certainly seem to appear that the recent assertion by Gregory Campbell uh, that the DUP would be absolutely unable to sell a standalone Irish Language Act to their supporters would seem to be confirmed with this particular uh, poll. Uh, The DUP supporters have no time for an Irish Language Act. Am I reading this correctly, Bill White from Lucid Talk?
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. Good morning, Frank. Uh, yes, I think you are. The DUP voters um, are fairly entrenched in their views that they're totally against. Uh, was the term used in the poll? Totally against uh, an Irish language act. That's sixty-four and a half percent. Nearly two out of three DUP voters. Now the seventeen percent of the dup voters said they'd accept an irish language act you know reluctantly if the dup felt it was going to get Stormont back up and working in a sustainable way and then there's smaller numbers um, on the more liberal wing if you like if the dup voter bsu would support it but two out of three is quite a substantial number totally against it so you can see gregory campbell's point it is a judgment whether you could sell sell over that you know if you want if you like go ahead and, and you know the dup went ahead uh, it, it, it'd be difficult for them to bring all their supporter base along with them you know so um yeah, so certainly it looks uh, it looks a very entrenched position as
1: far as the dup voters are concerned and what about Sinn fein voters that you've been researching
0: Yes, indeed. I should have said yes. That the overall project, what we did is we uh, went out to our uh, databases of people who have taken part in our projects before, our Northern Ireland opinion panel, which is nearly 14,000 members now, and we targeted people who had voted, according to our previous polls, at least once for the DUP in the last five elections. And likewise, as you've just asked, uh, the Sinn Féin voters, the people who had voted at least once for Sinn Féin in the last five years. Of course, the vast majority of those two sectors you know, are regular voters for both the DUP and Sinn Féin respectively. So to come to your question, yes, we asked the same question on the DUP side, or sorry, on the Sinn Féin side, and that is not, not as entrenched, but still pretty firm. 49% of Sinn Féin voters said the Sinn Féin negotiating team should insist that the standalone Irish Language Act is part of the talks. 42%, though, nearly the same said, yes, they'd like an Irish Language Act, but they would go along with Sinn Féin negotiating and parts of it to ensure successful outcome to the negotiations. So a little. A bit more flexibility from the Sinn Féin voter base. I mean, that says to me that Sinn Féin have got a little bit more leverage in terms of what they can concede and maybe how they can come to a deal with the DUP. More entrenched in the DUP side, a little bit less entrenched on the Sinn Féin side, but still firmly uh, there's a requirement on the Sinn Féin voter base that there has to be some sort of Irish Language Act or Irish Language Bill or agreement or something like that, uh, you know, to bring those that supporter base along uh, uh, with the uh, Sinn Féin uh, policy, you know.
1: Was there a tone coming across that we shouldn't, whoever we happen to be, uh, bend the knee, we shouldn't break, we should be resolute, regardless of what else is happening to the country. The, The entire country could be crumbling around us, but we must be seen to be strong and not to give in to either Sinn Féin or the DUP.
0: Yes, I think that is a fair assumption, Frank. I mean, you must remember it's, it, it, there's a sort of an inclination that to nearly blame the voters, of the voters that are in the trenches, but we have to remember that it's really, it was the party leaderships that led their supporters into these trenches uh, on the DEP side and Sinn Féin side over the last three or four years. So once you lead your supporters into these sort of firm trenches, it takes a bit of time to get them out again and bring them back up to the top of the hill. So your, your point is a good one. We did also ask, uh, which is related to that question, what, what do you think is a successful outcome to the talks process? And interestingly, on the DEP side, 26% said yes, they'd like. The, the talks process to succeed, including an Irish Language Act, but petition of concern, reform, etc. But 38% thinks there should be a more prolonged period of direct rule, and 34% of the DUP voter base think there should be sort of permanent direct rule, as we termed it in the poll, for at least five years. So there's a sort of a lukewarm approach from the DUP voters, voter base, in terms of getting Stormont back and working. In terms of the Sinn Féin side, the Sinn Féin voter base, they're actually, again, this probably feeds into the flexibility ability they have in negotiating an Irish language act. They seem to be a little bit more keener in terms of getting successful outcome to the talks, but very much, if you like again, Frank, in their term um, the terms, the day term is fair, in terms of an Irish some form of Irish language legislation, petition of concern, reform, etc. Seventy three per cent of the Sinn Fein voter base would support that. Interestingly enough, twenty five nearly twenty six percent of the Sinn Fein voter base, their uh, preferable outcome would be joint authority by the British and Irish governments. Um, I mean, there's no support in the Sinn Féin voter base for any form of direct rule. I mean, that's not a really great surprise. So um, there's a little bit of a difference there in terms of, uh, well, a good difference in terms of what the DUP voter base and what the Sinn Féin voter base view as a successful outcome uh, outcome to the talks.
1: Do you think the feedback that you would get would be any different if you were doing it at exactly the same time as the news teams were reporting the nurses on strike outside our major hospitals like last night?
0: Well, yes. Yeah, so we ran it on Monday, Tuesday uh, this week, Frank. The poll, um, and we got you know over a thousand responses, uh, and then we balanced the sample as I've told you before in terms to make sure it's representative of the both voter bases. So that wasn't really ran at the time. I think I'm correct in saying when the publicity about the the health uh, service was priority on the news. I think um, that only really started yesterday uh, in terms of really you know getting up in the news agenda. Um, so yes, it could be different i mean this is always the same uh, with with polling and indeed with elections i mean if they run at a time when there's a lot of um, a lot of debate going on about a particular issue like for example the recent westminster election being mostly about brexit then it will influence people's voters uh, intention whether it influences frank to the extent that it's going to make a big difference to these results i mean two-thirds of the dup voter base you know, are totally against the form of Formalised Irish Language Act. I mean, I don't see that changing much. Um, It may, you know, go up, go down a bit, uh, you know, when people see there should be more other priorities in terms of health service and business and the economy and the country in general. But I don't see it changing. 64% heading towards two out of three is quite quite high, Frank. Um, I should have said as well, we also... um, on uh, just on the Sinn Féin side on their abstention policy from Westminster. Sorry to change the subject um, just that quickly, but um, we find that quite interesting as well in that when we called on the same issue two years ago, it was absolutely nearly 100% support from the Sinn Féin voter base for the abstentionist policy. That's now dropped It's still quite substantial. It's 76% support for Sinn Féin's abstentionist policy from Westminster. But the, uh, the number of uh, and within the Sinn Féin voter base who are saying that they'd now consider or would support Sinn Féin taking their seats at Westminster is now 20%. It's grown from 5% two years ago to 20%, which we thought was quite a notable change. Um, but you know, it's still overwhelmingly, and it has to be said, three out of four of the Sinn Féin voter base are still supportive of the abstentionist policy that Sinn Féin have.
1: And just one final uh, thing uh, in relation uh, to it, Bill. Um, you also checked what the DUP electorate thought of Arlene Foster and her leadership. Um, she didn't come out yes. with flying colours, but she, she she came out okay, did she?
0: Mm, well, yes, it's, uh, what we did here was we we asked, uh, we asked the DUP voter base uh, to grade Arlene Foster's um, leadership from, the, you know, excellent, very good, we give them five alternatives, excellent, very good, neutral, you know, shoulders, not good or bad, and then sort of not so good and very bad. And then what you do to calculate the ratings, you add the first two and subtract the last two and you ignore the neutral score. So it gives you a feel you know, where the voter base feels about each other. And we did the same in the Sinn Féin voter base, both for Michelle O'Neill and both and Mary Lou MacDonald, who of course is the overall president of Sinn Féin, but Michelle is the northern leader. Michelle O'Neill is the northern leader of Sinn Féin. So Arlene Foster scored 6.7, which is in the positive end of the scale, but it's very much neutral, Frank. It's very much there's nearly as many people within the DUP voter base who are, you know, not that sort of enthusiastic about Arlene's leadership, uh, of the DUP, Arlene Foster's leadership. Michelle O'Neill O'Neill scored 41 and um, Mary Lou McDonald scored plus 60, 61. But you do expect party leaders to be
1: scoring yeah, 40, let me, just, 50, Yeah, just let me stop you there for a second because you, you've sort of lost me. Sure. You, you said that Arlene Foster scored 6.7, but that yep. the others scored 40-something and 60-something. Uh, That's right. Well, when you say 6.7, is that, uh, is that is one of the scores out of 10 the other scores are out of 100?
0: No, it's just you add the first, you add the very good and good scores, and you subtract the bad and very bad scores. Because we ask people to grade, uh, uh, we offer them an option to score them, actually one out of those five options. It's exactly the same way as you see in the national news, the way Jeremy Corbyn, Boris Johnson, Donald Trump's, it, the polling companies to the standard all over the world. It's the way leader ratings, and you'll see a lot about Donald Trump's ratings is minus 40 or plus 40 or whatever. Uh, it, 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 you'll see a lot of that publicity, particularly this year of course with the presidential election so it's done the same all over the world you do need, leaders should be getting scores around 30, 40, 50 within their own voter bases because after all Frank, it's your own voters your own supporters that you're polling and you would expect the city voters your own voter base to be a little bit more you know, reasonably positive about the party leadership so this score for Arlene Foster is not that good to be honest it's it's neutral, it, sounds,
1: it's, it sounds very bad compared to the two Sinn Féin. Well and... you
0: could view it that way, yeah well it's true True. Yes, Michelle O'Neill's is a much more positive rating. It just shows that the voter base see her, her leadership as now. To be fair, her leadership rating is less than Mary Lou McDonald's which is maybe, but maybe that's indicative because Mary Lou McDonald is the overall president of Sinn Féin, so naturally enough she gets, maybe, you know, she's in the front of the crowd when they're doing interviews and press conferences so she's maybe more seen than Michelle O'Neill, so maybe that's a reason for that, but certainly, yes Arlene Foster's score is not not good, no, it has to be said in that context, it's not good, it's very much neutral from their own supporter base and really that's not, remember I stress again, this is the DUP voters scoring this So, you would expect reasonably positive scores for your own party leader. What they're getting very much back is, well, you know, the jury's out. Uh, That's the way I would describe it as far as Arlene Foster's leadership of the DUP is concerned. That's the view from the DUP voter base.
1: Okay. Well, Bill, you're the man who's the expert on the figures and the analysis. Uh, Thank you very much for letting us know what Lucid Talk have been finding out over the last uh, 48, 72 hours. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. If we
0: could just just say, sorry, if we could just say, Frank, it's discovered in today's Irish News. Also, the full results and all the detail, and if you want to look at the detail, how the later later ratings are scored and calculated, et cetera, it'll all be on the Lucid Talk uh, social media channels and also on the Lucid Talk website uh, later on today.
1: Perfect job. Thank you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods,